you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. It's been a uh, wild in California. If you don't live in California, it, basically every summer, the state is on fire. And that's happening right now. <laughs> it's fire season. Um, I just like a couple, I think last episode, we got evacuated because of fires because there was one nearby. And now there's another fire kind of burning nearby, but we're going to be okay. We're not like within the evacuation area, but basically like the whole state is on fire. Okay. So we get back from being evacuated for the fire. Um, if you guys also don't know, our power company here is called PG&E and lately PG&E has just been shutting off power during fire season when there's like high winds because they got, it's a long story. Anyway, they got in trouble because one of their um, power transformers i don't know if that's what they're called power things um caused it basically an entire town to burn down and they got sued for like a bunch of money so now their solution is just to turn off the power so that happened this past week so we just got our power back i think on wednesday um but it's just become kind of normal to have your power shut off for like days on end at least this time around it was only for three days um last fire season last year. Um, we had our power turned off for like a week at a time and then it came on for a day and then it was out for another three days. And then it was like out for another week. Like it was nuts. And luckily this year we're more prepared. Like we have a whole house generator so we can just plug in like, I mean like pretty much our whole house is running on a generator, which is nice. We just don't have internet. So, you know, in the world of people <laughs> that are working from home and kids trying to go to distance learning, um, not having access to internet and not being able to go anywhere to do anything um, is stressful. Anyway, so we just got our power back. That's what's going on with me and just trying to like, you know, stay on track with business stuff and life stuff in between, you know, all that other stuff happening. But of course, I'm not complaining. We're very fortunate that our house didn't burn down and we could come back home and then we got our power back and we have a generator. Like we're pretty well set up. It's just more frustrating and stressful than anything else. So thankful for that, but hopefully we're in the clear and every day I just look at the sky and I'm hoping for rain so that we can get out of this whole mess. Mess. So um, that's what's going on with me. I'm doing some exciting stuff in my business. I have some new ways to work together coming up that are going to, I've been focusing more in the past few months on creating different offers for people in different stages of their finance. So I want something for people who are just starting out, which was the masterclass, which I will be doing again at the end of this month. I'm just going to do it every month. So if you want to sign up for my personal finance 101 masterclass, it's going to be happening at the end of this month. And I, it's on my website, like you can sign up there as well. And I talked about it, you know, a little bit touched on it um, in the past episode about 
it's just basically setting the foundation of personal finance in your life, getting your budget sorted out and kind of like building on it from there. I'm also working on something monthly that you can join kind of like a, a money membership. So I'm working on the details of that. I've got the Wealth Academy is going to be coming up in the next month or two for more advanced help with your finances. And I'm just kind of like building out, um, it's called your product suite. So I'm just kind of building out my product suite in my business and finding ways to work with people at different levels on their finances. So keep an eye out for those things. I'm doing a lot of stuff here on the back end of the business, setting things up on my website, deciding what I want to include in these programs that's going to be the most helpful to you or to whoever's in the class um, or whoever is in the program so that they can get the biggest transformation out of it and just trying to make it the best resource that I can give to people that's going to change their financial future. So yes, keep an eye out for those things. Today, however, I wanted to just talk to you guys about credit cards. I know it's like a hot, not a hot topic, but you know, everybody has a credit card. Everybody has multiple credit cards. Um, and it's very normal for people to have debt. I'm sure I've said this statistic on here before, but 80% of Americans have debt. Um, that's pretty crazy. So a lot of people have student loan debt, but a lot of like millennials generally, um, have more credit card debt than they do student loans, statistically speaking. So, um, it's not necessarily just the student loans that are keeping people like keeping people millennial age down. A lot of them also have credit card debt as well. So then when I come into places and I'm like, Hey, I don't have any debt and I don't plan on ever taking out debt. And I've set up these things in my life as like safety nets so that I will never hopefully fingers crossed ever have to take out a large amount of debt besides a mortgage. And I'm honestly trying to avoid that as well. Um, me and my boyfriend, Kevin are trying to save up like as much money as we can to put down on a house if I could pay for a house in cash, that's like my ultimate goal in a couple years, I would like to just pay for the whole thing in cash just to avoid having a mortgage because I don't like giving other people my money. I want to use it for the things that I want to use it for. So anyway, when I have conversations with people or I'm teaching it in my class of like, let's change the thinking on credit cards and debt of, of it being something that you don't have to rely on necessarily if you can um, kind of set up your life to have an emergency fund and to prepare for certain expenses that you know are coming, then your likelihood of having to use debt or to go, you know, rack up credit card debt is going to diminish, right? So it's all about just changing your thinking of like, okay, well, everybody has debt. It's a normal thing in America. Like if I took out debt to buy a new car, that's fine. If I put this Christmas on my credit card, that's fine too. If I want to go on vacation, like I'll just charge it to my travel credit card and that'll be totally fine. I'll earn extra points on it. The main point that I like to make to people is if you think that the credit card companies are like doing like giving you bonuses and stuff just out of the goodness of their heart. And they're like, yeah, you know, we would love to give our, our, our customers cash back and travel points and all kinds of stuff when they, you know, twice as many points on dining. If you think they're just doing it out of the goodness of their heart and not because they're making literally millions of dollars because they're statistically, again, I'm bringing up statistics a lot during this episode, but statistically speaking, most people don't pay off their balance before they get charged their interest rate, right? So let's say, for example, 
during the month you rack up like 500 bucks on your credit card and it's due on the 26th. If you pay it on the 28th, you're already incurring interest on that. So the credit card company wins, right? Every month, over month, over month, they're making money off of people. So I just looked up this statistic, right? Capital One collects 23 billion, with a B, billion, in interest per year. So no, they're not giving you perks just out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it because they're making $23 billion a year because they know most people are putting money on their credit card and they're not paying it off every month. And so they're just making interest on you and they're just profiting off it, which, you know, good for them, I guess. $23 billion is great, but they've got a good system set up <laughs> where they're just enticing people to spend more money on a card that they know that you're not going to pay off every month. And so, right, it's working out great for them. They're making billions of dollars on you. So if we can, so if in, instead we can think of debt as like something that we don't have to take on, if we can just prepare our lives that we don't have to rely on credit, like I've spent, I have spent previously, I don't anymore, time, years relying on a credit card to like get me through certain things or to kind of like cover myself if I don't make enough money for the month. A lot of situations have come up where I was like, had to basically rely on a credit card. And if we can like transform that in our finances to not needing a credit card, right? I haven't used a credit card in five years and I will get into more details about that. And instead just using budgeting to our greatest advantage and that is in using it to save for emergency funds that we can use instead of a credit card. You're basically gonna borrow from yourself instead of borrowing from Capital One making $23 billion off of us. And we're gonna use budgeting to fund things in the future. So let's say a vacation, like a lot of Americans also put their vacations on credit. Um, if we can instead just save for our trip, like if we want to take an annual trip and we can just put away for it every month, then when our annual vacation rolls around, we can just pay for it in cash instead of again, putting it on our credit card. So it's all about shifting the way that you're thinking about debt as being like normal, something that I have to do, something that everybody has to do into let me be unusual and let me save for the things in my life that I know are coming up so I don't have to rely on something external like a credit card or like debt to get me through life. Okay. So that's kind of like my debt philosophy, right? Is like, I don't want to be reliant on anybody but myself. I don't want to have to say like, oh my God, I have a vet bill coming up this month. I'm going to have to put it on credit. No, I actually have that happening this month. Do you know what I did? <laughs> I started saving for it a couple months ago and I have like $500 in my vet fund. And that way I'm not relying on taking out debt when something like that comes up. Now, as far as like credit card usage, I've said it probably thousands of times that I haven't used a credit card in years. Here is my caveat to that. I don't use it for basically any expenses. The way that I've kind of propped up my credit score, right? I have a great credit score. I looked today, it was 790. So I have almost an 800 credit score and I don't use it on a regular basis and I don't rely on it in my life. I've never taken out a huge loan on anything and yet I still have excellent credit. How is that possible? Okay. So your credit score relies on a couple things. I won't go too into credit score. I'll do a whole other episode about that. But basically your credit score, one of the things is your longest line of credit. So I have a Wells Fargo. That was my first account ever. That's where my credit card is. And I just have a small reoccurring payment to that credit card of $9.99. It's for my Adobe Lightroom subscription, okay? So every month I have basically $10 
going to that credit card and then I just pay it off when I do my weekly money check-ins. I pay it off the day after it occurs. So I'm not waiting around. I'm not waiting till the last minute. So that's one of the things that people always ask me about when I say, oh, I don't rely on credit. And I don't use a credit card. They say, well, how are you going to buy a house? Like, how do you maintain your credit if you don't use a credit card? And that's kind of the misconception that credit card companies want you to think is you have to use this credit card on a regular basis, buy your groceries with it, buy your gas with it, pay it off. Um, and basically they keep you in that frame of mind of like, okay, well, I have to consistently use my credit card in order to have a good credit score. And I'm here to tell you that you very, very much do not have to do that. So the way that I kind of hack the program, which a lot of people do, once you're out of debt, which you should be working toward right now to pay off your debt as quickly as possible. And then if you want to maintain a good credit score, do something like what I do, which I just set up a small reoccurring payment and it's $10 a month and it automatically charges to that credit card, right? And so in that way, I'm keeping that line of credit active with a small amount. I'm not putting $1,000 on it. I'm not putting hundreds of dollars on it every month. I'm charging $10 to it every month and then paying it off the day after it occurs, right? So in that way, I'm not getting charged with interest. Even if I did get charged with interest, it would be a very minimal amount because I'm only charging $10 to it, right? So that's the way to kind of like be out of debt, not have to rely on it, but still maintain your credit score. So my credit score, I just looked this morning because I was doing my weekly money check-in. My credit score is 789, so I have almost an 800 credit score without touching my credit card for five years and not relying on it. So that's an amazing way to do it. The other way is like, you have to know for sure that you can trust yourself with a credit card. So again, a lot of people kind of get into trouble with their credit card because it just gets out of control so quickly that you're like, oh, I'm just gonna put the vet appointment on it, I'm just gonna get groceries on it, I'm going to put gas in my credit card and then I'll pay it off. Like so quickly, it kind of like gets out of control that you don't have a handle on it anymore. So when I say you kind of have to trust yourself and know what you're capable of before I would like recommend a credit card to anybody is you have to know, have a strategy about using your credit and kind of have a philosophy of like, I'm not going into debt. I'm not using this for anything else. I'm not even going to use it for emergencies because I already have saved money for an emergency fund and just have like a set of standards for yourself. You also have to trust yourself in the sense of like, knowing that you're not going to just spend whatever your line of credit is. Like I have an insane line of credit that I don't know, they have no business giving to me. <laughs> um, but again, the bank does that because they want you to pay interest on it. So you just have to trust yourself that you're going to be responsible with it, that I wouldn't recommend it unless you've already gotten into the groove of budgeting, of doing your weekly money check-ins that you know for sure, okay, every week I'm going to be checking in on my money. People get into trouble when they're like, yeah, you know, I'm responsible with my money. I make enough money and it'll be fine. And you also don't have the habit of checking in on your money and like keeping track of things, budgeting. It totally gets out of control so fast because you're not being super active in your finances. I don't recommend that anybody use a credit card on a regular basis if it's something like small monthly payment going to it, that's fine. But as far as people who ask like, okay, well, somebody told me that I should just buy like my groceries and gas with my card and then pay it off. Um, that depends on who you are. And if you are very responsible with your money, I don't even do that. And I'm like very much on top of my money. Um, so it kind of has to come down to how confident you feel in your money skills that you're going to take care of it every month before you get charged and before you let it get out of control. But if you are going to use a credit card, 
I think credit score obviously is important, but just being very intentional about how you're using that credit card is really important, making it not a necessity, but something that you use simply to maintain your credit score. Like that's how I see it is just a means of maintaining a good credit score. I'm not relying on it for anything else. And I don't think you should either. Learning to be very responsible with that part of your finances, if you want to include it or if you don't want to include it. But you have to know like the credit card companies are making it as enticing as possible to you of like, just buy whatever you want right now and don't worry about it. Or like you deserve to buy whatever you want. You deserve to have this huge line of credit that doesn't really fit how much money you make. <laughs> like they entice us in so many ways and just being aware of that and using a credit card to our advantage instead of to like Capital One's advantage is really important. So I want you to take a look at your finances today. If you're doing a weekly money check-in, which you guys know I recommend, take a look at those credit card expenses, like how much money you're paying every month, how much in interest you're paying. And if that money, which I already know the answer and I know you do too, if that money could be used in a better way and start thinking about it in terms of like, okay, it's really important for me to have an emergency fund so that if something comes up with my family, I will just pay it up out of that. Um, and kind of thinking about those priorities in your mind instead of the mindset of everybody relies on debt. It's something everyone has. It's something I'm going to have till I die. It doesn't have to be that way. And I wanted to come and do this episode to kind of give you guys an idea of the possibilities when you don't have to rely on credit and when you don't aren't making a huge monthly payment to your credit cards or your student loans. That's kind of my spiel on credit cards of like, you don't need it. If you do want it and you do um, need to maintain your credit score, which I do think is important. I would never go along with the thinking of like, just burn everything. You don't need a credit score. Um, it's just not realistic for a lot of people's lives. So I've talked about debt before. The last episode was about imagining yourself debt-free. I've done um, an episode about like ways to pay off your debt. Go back and listen to those things. But I know it will be the biggest game changer in your finances to not have to rely on a credit card and just be letting it work for you, which is what I do, right? I'm letting my credit card work for me, building up my credit by having a small amount on it that the credit card company is not going to beat me on, right? They're, they're uh, cutting their losses on me right now because that they're not making a shitload of money off me. So have a look at that when you look at your finances today and kind of start thinking about how you can structure your life that isn't reliant on credit cards. Okay. Um, last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, oh, okay. So I'm opening up one spot for the rest of this month to do a budget intensive where we will work together over the course of two hours. We'll have two separate, uh, zoom meetings. Basically I'll go over your finances together. It's basically like a one-on-one -on -one opportunity to like deep dive into your budget, find where you're overspending, find ways where you can maximize your budget and kind of like find extra money and then start directing that money to the stuff that you care about, like going on vacation, buying a new car, putting a down payment on a house, retirement, getting very, very into every facet of your budget and trying to optimize it. And um, we'll be planning out the next few months of your life, like the next six to eight months so that you have a good picture of where your finances are going to take you. And you will also have the skills to do the stuff that I do every single week with my budget, setting it up, closing it out, doing weekly money check-ins, just all the skills that I teach that has helped people save thousands of dollars and pay off their debt five years sooner and to save for retirement and stay on track and maximize their retirement accounts. So if you're interested in that one spot, I only have one spot for the month. So if you're interested in that, you can DM me on Instagram and I'm going to open it up to 
people outside of this podcast. You guys are the first people to hear about this. So I will be opening up this one spot for my budget intensive um, next week. So if you want to get it before I tell everybody in the social media world, then now is your opportunity. Um, you can see all the details about it, everything that's included, how it's going to work, um, pricing. I have a payment plan as well. If you want to check that out, just go to my website. <clears throat> the top right corner says budget intensive and you can find it there. So I hope you guys are having an amazing weekend. I don't have any plans this weekend. I think I'm going to do some very exciting. Um, if you guys are in the business world and you know about Dubsado, I'm buying Dubsado today, which is basically like a client database so I can keep track of people, not in a creepy way, you know, streamlines everything on the back end. It sends contracts automatically. It sends emails automatically. It confirms um, subscriptions and, you know, updates your calendar and everything all together. Um, so that's what I'm excited about doing this weekend. I got to set it all up, get all my clients in there and make all the notations, get all the contracts in there. So that's my really fun weekend <laughs> plans and something that only a entrepreneur, small business person could be excited about doing. Um, so those are my big plans. I hope you guys have something maybe more exciting than that, something outside if it's not smoky and if the weather is still nice before it gets too cold out. Um, I'm going to try to go for another hike. I hope you guys are having a good week, had a good week, have good plans for the weekend. Um, and I will see you on the next episode.